church on tithing. Honestly, I had people I had people mad at me last week, and then this morning I wake up and some random person that doesn't go to our church commented on the live stream from last week and called me a liar. So that line from Christ be magnified that um, when I'm in the fire, I'll rejoice with you, that really resonated this morning <laughs> with with me. So uh, this is week two and the last week that we're going to talk about um, um, giving. Um, so uh, those of you that, uh, I, I'm surprised, I mean, there's a good crowd here today. So I think most of you probably weren't here last week and didn't realize that's what I was talking about. Um, but uh, I appreciate you're here. So uh, don't anyone get up and leave, okay? Just uh, just stick it out. I want to recap last week real quick. Uh, th- the, the purpose of this is just to talk about giving and tithing, and I, I'm going to ask six questions and answer those six questions. And last week, we asked the first three questions, and the first one is, what should a tither's attitude be? Um, our, our scripture was based in Malachi, and Malachi was addressing uh, some bad atti- attitudes with the Israelites. They were bringing uh, sacrifices that were uh, not fit for God, whether they were animals that were lame or diseased, or maybe some were not... Uh, giving at all and so he was trying to address this and they questioned God's love and they asked God um, you know where is your justice and so Malachi was trying to address their attitude Um, we also addressed the question how much should I tithe and I told you the story um, about the guy that made a lot of money and the year that he made six million dollars he just couldn't imagine giving $600,000 to the church, but he had made a covenant with his friend who happened to be a pastor, and he asked that guy to pray and ask God to release him from the covenant, and so the pastor began to pray, but instead of praying for that, he prayed that God would reduce his income to where he would feel comfortable tithing. Um, I'm praying for God to increase all of your income, so you don't have to worry about that, so um, we're all good there. Uh, We talked about that the amount we should tithe is not a specific amount, but 10%. That is what a tithe is. And then we asked the question, should tithing be a priority? And that there were two words in Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, that seemed to emphasize the priority of tithing, saying that if we don't tithe, uh, we're robbing God, and that God would um, curse us, which is not my words, that that is from the Bible, so... Um, I want to go back and let's read that scripture again in Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. It says, Will a mere mortal rob God, yet you rob me? But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. You heard some testimonies this morning. Quentin and Hannah talked about how uh, they gave even their apartment had flooded and they had all these expenses, but they continued to be obedient to God and give and God provided. You heard about Wade and Christy. They needed a car and someone gave them a car that on paper it didn't seem to add up that they could even afford to tithe, but they always did and they put it first and God somehow always provided and made it work. So today I want to answer the last three questions. And the first one is where we should give our tithe. Now I alluded to this last week at the end of the sermon. In Malachi, Malachi says that we are to bring our tithe to 
the storehouse. Now, the storehouse was basically, you know, just imagine a, a big warehouse that people brought, um, you know, sacrifices to, or they brought um, uh, food and grain and different things, and they were items for the priest uh, to have access to and to use. Well, in the New Testament, I want to look in Mark uh, chapter 12, verses 41 through 44. And this is what Mark says. This is a story about Jesus at the temple. He says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few pence. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. So where should we give our tithe? In Mark, we see people coming to the temple to give their tithe. In Malachi, we, talk, we see that it says, bring our tithes to the storehouse. Today, the local church is where we should give our tithe. Now, there are a lot of great ministries all across this nation and across the world, and we should absolutely give to those, but our tithe should be given to the local church. All right? In Acts chapter 20, verse 28, I want to read this. It says, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own so it seems that the church has an important position. And you see Paul even refer to that in Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. Paul says, And God placed all things under his feet, Jesus, and appointed him, Jesus, to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So the church is the fullness of Jesus who fills everything in every way. And then in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, Paul also says that husbands are to love their wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So the church, the local church, has a very important position. We are the body of Christ. We are the hands and feet of Christ. So our tithes need to be brought to the local church. Now, in Malachi, they gave, they came and brought their foods, their animals, to support the priest. Now, you giving to Journey Church, obviously we don't have priests. Priests, we have uh, pastors. It is not limited to just us. We have groups. We have Journey students and Journey kids. We have mission projects. We have the tapestry outreach. We uh, spread the gospel through the live stream, which goes out on Facebook and YouTube and our website. The church does the work of God. And tithing builds a consistent, purposeful work of God. We need to be consistent, we need to be disciplined, and we need to be regular in our giving, not hit or miss. Now, I know some of you are like, man, he is really just throwing rocks at us and just, I am, I, this is biblical, and if, if I stand before God and I don't preach the Bible, then what am I doing? I have realized in all the sermons I've done, preaching on this is probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Because I know that when I preach on this, there are people 
sure there's some of you out there right now that are rolling your eyes or you've already turned me off and you're not listening because you think it's none of your business. You're right, it's not. It's none of my business at all. It's God's business. I just want to be obedient. Now, we don't always succeed. Sometimes we fail. You know, last week, Mike and I kind of have this ongoing joke, Mike, our drummer, and anytime I preach, he always comes up to me and he says, well, you're preaching on sin today, so nod to Andy Griffith, because, you know, then the next statement is, you can't say enough about sin. And uh, I said, actually, no, I'm preaching on the other topic that no one wants to hear about. And he said, oh, tithing. <laughs> Mike, I'm glad you're back this week. <laughs> so you say, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. And, 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 and okay, it's biblical, it, it's in the Bible. But 10%, 10 that's, that's a lot. 10%. I should be able to just give what I want. I should be able to, to give $5 this week, or I should be able to just give $25 this week. But why the percentage? I'll tell you what. I'm going to challenge you to do this. After church today, I want you to go eat at Saltgrass. So right now, you're like, okay, I'm still on board with you. I will go to Saltgrass. And I want you to order an appetizer, get your salad, order your steak. Get the cheesecake, because their cheesecake is phenomenal. If you know me at all, you know that I love sweets and desserts, and it's the best cheesecake there is. So get the cheesecake. And then when they bring out the cake, I want you to tell your server that you want to pay with your wallet. That you don't want to pay the $125 that's on there, because, I mean, it was really good, but it's really none of their business how much that you should pay them. And I want you to see how that works. I'm not coming to get you out of jail. Now, I know you're thinking, but wait a minute, that's different. That's different because if I go to Saltgrass, they're providing a service to me, and they're providing food to me, and, and I know when I go into it that I'm going to have to pay for it. Our God in heaven provided Jesus doesn't expect anything in return. It's a free gift. But as followers of Jesus, we should be obedient to that gift. Journey Church and every other local church across the country cannot fulfill their mission didn't give to this church, first of all, there would be no electric lights. There'd be no lights. There'd be no pastor. No chairs. No building. Nothing. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your giving. That's the key phrase, in keeping with your giving. Saving it up so that when I come, no collector will have to come. There are three important principles that I want to mention about tithing. Number one, tithe regularly. You 
week increase. Now, some of you get paid every week, and so some of you give every week. Some of you get paid, you know, every other Friday, so you give every other Sunday. Some of you get paid once a month, you know, whatever it is. Consistently is a great thing. Now, look, I know some people, you know, may give, um, you know, every quarter or maybe once a year. It, look, the Journey, Journey Church and any church, it's grateful for, for anybody being generous here. But consistently and regularly is each month, every other, uh, each week, every other week, every other month. It, when it gets past that, it becomes hard. You know what? We get bills sent to us every week that we have to pay. Two, tithe systematically. What I mean by that is make it a habit. Lay it aside first. When you get that paycheck, what's the first thing that comes out of that? Your taxes. You don't get a choice. I mean, I guess you do if it's an IRS return. You'll be in, you'll, you'll be in prison with the people that skipped a bill at Saltgrass. <laughs> well, maybe not the same prison. They'll probably have a little bit different weight. But... Make it a habit. Take that tithe out first before you pay any other bills. I promise you, you will be amazed at how far your paycheck will go when you do that. God tells us in Malachi to test him in this and see if he will not pour out more blessings than you can hold. And he will do it, I promise. And then number three, tithe proportionately. Paul said that in keeping with your income. The 10%. We talked about last week how 10% represents the whole. If I tell Amanda I love you with my whole heart, I'm not telling her I just love her with this little thing that pumps blood. I'm, what I'm doing is I'm telling her I love her with everything that I have. That the tithe is holy, that we should set it apart. It should be untouchable, even in the hard times. Now, you hear this a lot. Should pastors be poor? And some of you are like, I've been praying for that. Should pastors be paid? You know, look, the, we, we, none of us here are the celebrity pastors. You know, you, you see these, you know, Joel Osteen and Stephen Furtick, and you know, all, Greg Rochelle, all these people have written these books. And do they make a lot of money? Probably do. And that's not what this is about. I know Joel Osteen, I, I'm, I'm neither endorsing, or, endorsing him or, or condemning him. But I know at, at his church, they pay him $1 a year because he, he has done so well with many of his books and things. So the church actually doesn't pay him very much money. But should the pastors be paid? Paul actually talks about this in 1 Corinthians. I don't know if you know this or not. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he says, Don't you know that those who serve in the temple get their food from the temple? And that those who serve at the altar share in what is offered on the altar? In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. Did you know that was in there? I'll be at the front collecting donations. <laughs> you guys know that pastors, we don't get in the ministry. here now if you know anything about this chapter you know and maybe you don't know but I, but I'm going to tell you it goes on to say Paul basically elects out Paul says don't pay him he's trying to make a point 
but he's telling them that, you know, hey, you, you guys need to, you need to take care of the people, the apostles, the people that are preaching the gospel. Paul gave up his rights, but he's wanting them to make sure and take care of the people, of the elders. Church tithing is not about making sure that your pastors and staff are paid. It's not about making sure we can buy curriculum for our kids. Tithing is not about paying the electricity bill. Tithing is not about any of those things. The ultimate purpose of tithing is to honor God. I said this last week. Maybe you saw it on social media this week. Tithing is not about finding churches that have no tithes. You guys ever tend to be selfish? I mean, we all do. And it's really special. We, we all do. It's human nature. We tend to put ourselves above anything else. But we need to put God So what does tithing require? It doesn't require much. It just requires a willing heart. You saw it in that passage we, we read just a little bit ago. Jesus sat at the temple and sat across from where people came and gave their offerings. Rich people would come and put all of this money in there, but the poor widow came and put two copper coins, and he made a point to tell his disciples, that she gave more than all the others combined because she gave sacrificially. She gave all she had. She gave willingly. Tithing requires our first act of obedience as followers of Jesus is to be baptized. Once we begin that relationship with him, that is the first thing that is required that we are to be baptized. It is a public profession of faith. When we pray to God, we're praying to a God that we cannot see. Obedience. Obedience isn't easy. I remember when I was very little, you know, three or four. I, I don't remember my exact age. We had gone to New Mexico, and I think we were near a little place called we had a fire going outside, and I was told, Brad, don't touch that. It's hot. So naturally, the first thing I did was go touch it, and it burned, and it hurt. Now, it had probably been easier if I'd have just obeyed, but I didn't, and I suffered the consequences. Obedience is hard. It also requires trust. In verse 10 of Malachi chapter 3, God promises promises to bless us if we tithe. Now, that requires trust because the blessing does not come until after the obedience. Tithe first, then the blessing. It requires trust. Now, we're going to do something interactive here. So, who wants to do it? I need a volunteer. Chia, I can't. How's your... How's your back? Okay. Now, I forgot to put it in my pocket, but I promise I will, I will, I will give it to you after if you will. All right, I got 10 bucks for you. You got to tithe it now. 
I'm facing this direction. Yeah, you're familiar with this, right? Now, I don't want you to turn your head or anything, all right? I want you to trust me. After what I did to him last week with the Super Bowl Eagle thing, I'm not sure he trusts me. Um, so, you ever done a trust fall? How'd it go? I want to prove a point, not breaking. <laughs> All right, so here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to step back. I want you to fall back. All right, and Richard's going to catch you. And then you get 10 bucks. Richard gets nothing. Better see a dollar in the giving box next week. All right? You ready? Okay, good. Arms out. Yeah, don't you flip your arm? No, he's gonna get he's gonna get underneath you. This is either gonna go really well or really bad. I don't know. All right. Lean back. Catch him under there. Almost Pentecostal for a minute. Like we we were going to cover him with a blanket. The Holy Spirit had overtaken him. Thank you. I'll get you 10 bucks later. So I'm good for it. I'm a pastor. I make lots of money. Yeah. It requires obedience, but then it requires trust. Chia had to trust that Richard was going to catch him. Tithing is not about Our God is great. He gave us Jesus. He gave us life, breath in our lungs. We need to be obedient to him. We should honor him. This is simply one way. And I know that I, we're never going to win this battle with everybody because people, this is one of those subjects that it's hard to talk about because it gets all up in your business. And you feel this weird feeling. You know what that is? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not afraid to get in there. And you feel that feeling, that conviction. That's what that is. It's not me making you feel bad. It's the Holy Spirit. It's what the Holy Spirit does. It's no different than when you are not saved. And the Holy Spirit comes and you feel that feeling. And you think, okay, I got, I, what, what is happening? What is happening? And then you trust him. You become a child of God. And then you're obedient to him and you're baptized. Okay? It's not about money, church. It's not about money. It's about our heart. Be obedient to him. Trust him. We're going to sing a couple more songs and talk about how great our God is. He's great. 
And we need to honor him with everything, with our whole lives. We need to honor him with our time. We need to honor him with our money. We need to honor him with our children, if we have children, with our jobs. Let's work together, trusting with acts in obedience, and let's give him everything that is rightfully his. Father, we love you. We recognize that this topic makes us uncomfortable. It makes us uncomfortable because... Money is something that we just can't seem to get a grasp of and, and, and hold on to. But Lord, it's all yours. Our lives, our families, our jobs, our money, everything, it's all yours, Lord. Help us to be obedient. Help us to honor you. Father, we're about to honor you in song. You are you are great. And, and we, uh, we, we love you. Hear our praises, Lord. Hear our praises this morning. Inhabit the praises of your people. That's what the scriptures say, that you will inhabit the praises of your people. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand. Let's sing this. Oh Lord, my God, when I display. 